0: I'm a little afraid that I've gotten a little too used to recording with other people where I could kind of bounce back and forth on their energy. So I kind of want to bring it back to my monologuing for a little bit. To work on those skills i wonder if the uh snoring of this uh, dog that i'm sitting right now is being picked up on my mic so sorry if that's a thing anyways i'm also thinking i might only do these once a month from now on since i've got a thing going with todd and bringing in an occasional guest to talk about other weird sex stuff if i if i do need to fill out the content and have to go back to doing the read alouds more frequently then i might just do that so i've also just about finished writing chapter 10 of her forever virgin and i had another surprise chapter come up with chapter 11 where i just kept writing with the 10th chapter and then it's like well this should really be its own chapter so i'm also kind of in this weird place where i'm editing the 10th chapter but also working on writing the 11th chapter but without further ado let's get to the read aloud even though i've never read an erotic novel before i think i can write one i can't write a good one though i can only try i'm the kinky caption crafter and this is my journey to completing my first novel maybe no promises i still might give up 4. Sex Toys and Stacy. Admittedly, I just couldn't come up with a better title. Some of the titles are just kind of lazy. Yanessa knew where to find Amy. There was an area where customers could go through the scraps of old magic objects and to repurpose them, and Amy, being a skilled magic smith, could be found there more frequently than any other regular knockers. Yanessa couldn't help but be a little jealous of Amy's passion for work. She was always working on multiple projects at once, and she never let a failure stifle her from moving on to another new project. Maybe I gotta go back and revise some of those projects out. Amy noticed Cesar approaching. She looked up with a wave of her hand. Hey, how's it going? Good. Have you already made an exchange? Amy's eyes turned back to the pile of scrap, examining other witches' trash for her pieces of treasure. Yeah, I sold 100 of my cups, plus she ordered 100 of those mugs I was telling you about last time. Nice. Hey, by the way, I left your friend Margot in the sex department. What? Amy's face lit up red. Which is, by the way, something as well when I go back and edit this for the final edited version. I might have to kind of cut out in this chapter is, man, does Amy get embarrassed a lot. Granted, that that happens a lot in this book in general. Well, can you get her out? I have to go help other customers, but I know you can get her out yourself. Amy opened her mouth to retaliate, but Yanessa was too quick with the counter. You know the rules. All witches are responsible for their confidant that enters with them. Amy frowned uncomfortably. They're just sex toys. They aren't going to kill you. Ciao. And so Yanessa left to return to her duties, which is, uh... Something that I, I think I don't know how realistic this is, but a lot of characters win arguments by appealing to logic in this book, which is not actually something that most people really respond well to. <laughs> Maybe that's just because it's my fantasy land. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's my fantasy land of BDSM witches and logic winning out all arguments. Amy continued rummaging through the rubbish, placing objects that she believes might have some potential into a bag. She had it run out of store credit and she figured she could just use it next time. While the magic store had clerks to officiate deals, knockers itself is what made the deals fair, which is operate on a barter system. So whatever is fair tends to vary. Amy decided she would just get it over with and go pick up Margot walking up to the giant lipstick kiss her face reddened and she looked from side to side nervously to her relief no one was looking because in reality nobody cared you know just just that old i don't know if it's a saying but you hear it a lot though that like you know at the end of the day you just got to get over it and you know ask for the fucking condoms go into the sex shop I mean, thank God that I never lived in a day and age where I had to go into a video rental store to get my porn. I'm not sure I would ever have been that brave even as an adult. But then again, economically, it would have been a more stable time to be... A loner living in his apartment, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would have been brave enough to get the fucking the fucking porn. Then came yet another embarrassment for Amy. She put her fingers together, ready to snap them. Concentrated for about fifteen seconds, and then finally she snapped. Which is uh, this is kind of a hint at Amy's handicap. Margot figured that if Amy forgot about her, oh, which by the way, there was a transition in perspective right there to Margot. Margo figured that if Amy forgot about her and no one ever came to get her out, well, at least this was the best place to die. At the moment, she was holding in her hand a magic dildo reading the description on the back of the box, which made her loins wet. Which, by the way, I gotta say, as a guy, I don't know if that's actually a thing with like panties getting wet from just fantasies, but it's certainly a lot of things that guys write about in their own erotic fiction it seems like so i figured well why not me too the invisible man's visible Cock. simply think about the kind of sex you would like to enjoy tonight activate and your invisible lover comes to life his height will be determined on how high you hold up to dildo when you activate him this motto also includes an optional magic finish feature for those girls who love little man juice good for at least five sessions may go up to seven I gotta admit, I was, I was a little proud of that one. I, I was a little too proud of that one. I'm still debating on whether or not the Invisible Man should come back or not. So we'll see, we'll see. A snap right behind Margot's head drove her to curse and surprise. Shit! Margot saw Amy behind her. Did he have to do that right there? No, but it seemed like the funniest way to get your attention. Now come on, let's go. Hold on, I wanna look around a bit longer. I can't believe you never told him about this place. Amy desperately searched her mind for a reason, but she knew none of them would be good enough for Margot. Ultimately, she was aware that there was nothing wrong with being in this part of knockers, but she simply couldn't divorce herself from the shame. If Margot did have any magical powers, It was her impeccable ability to convince people of what she wanted. She didn't need to intimidate her friends to get her way. All she needed was to stand firmly on ground and point out why there was nothing technically wrong with her idea. A simultaneous bit of fortune and misfortune, someone would soon enter the room to give the girls a good reason to leave. What a surprise to find you here, Bramy! A chill ran down Amy's spine. She knew that voice anywhere. But the bigger giveaway is that there was only one person in the world immature enough to but the bigger but but the bigger giveaway is that there was only one person in the world immature enough to call her something as stupid as brainy which i don't know if it's obvious that that's a portmanteau of brain and amy maybe i need to explain that one down the line or maybe i need to edit an explanation into this chapter later on i don't know with an audible groan that meant with an audible with an with an audible groan that was meant to be heard, Amy responded, Stacy. She turned around to look at her rival. Stacy was dressed in fashionable submarine clothing that was designed to show off her thin waist and the hourglass curves. Her face was sharp, lips full, and her hair a wavy blonde. Basically, you know, like a. Like a Barbie doll. Amy was well aware that Stacy had gotten her modeling career by augmenting her physical appearance with magic. And there's your explanation. That's that's why the, she's like this really sexist representation of a woman. Magic. I don't know what that says about me. Or the fact that I kind of made her the, the kind of pseudo villain. Uh, I mean, I don't know that she's a villain per se. I, I'll let you decide later on. What are you doing here? Looking for a new boyfriend? Amy's face turned bright red and then she turned to margo remembering why she was here i'm just here to pick up margo seems about right i can't see any guy going for stacy eyed amy's plain figure from top to bottom whatever you'd call that what's that supposed to mean margo stepped in to defend amy plus we could also ask you why you're here not my best insult so i'll give you that Stacy placed a hand on her hip. Anyways, if you really must know why I'm here. Actually, we don't, said Margo. Stacy continued as if Margo hadn't added any commentary. I've got a date with a major league baseball player. I thought it'd be fun to pick up something to help him with his batting average, if you know what I mean. Neither of the girls knew what she meant, but with a glance at each other, they voicelessly agreed it wasn't worth asking. Margot disliked Stacy as much as Amy did, if not more, only because of her vindictive nature. She knew that she was only ever the victim of Stacy's wrath due to her proximity to her best friend. Based on what she knew about Stacy, she often thought of her as Amy's opposite. Amy was extremely intelligent, yet weak in magical prowess. From what Margo understood, her best friend had to work harder her entire life to make up her lack of raw magical power. Whatever the hell that was. Meanwhile, Stacy was gifted with overwhelming magical potential, which only made her lazier as a witch. Anytime the two witches met, it was like Stacy dragged them back to high school with her stupid attempts to go Amy for no reason other than just to do it. Amy is incredibly smart, not just with magic, but with most academia. But when it came to the war of words, she was a total idiot. Margot always had to step in and save her, well, Amy also happens to have a date tonight. Do you? asked Stacy suspiciously. I do. Amy was baffled for a moment and, catching on, tried to recover with her next word. Yes. Stacy raised an eyebrow. Margo could see the question mark from Amy's I do hanging off of her mouth like a strand of spaghetti. Stacy asked, Amy? OK, then, Amy. What's his name? Cyrus, blurted out Margo. She knew blissfully ignorant Amy wasn't going to come up with a fake name. And it was true enough. Huh. Change a uh, perspective to Amy. Stacy drew her gaze from Amy to Margo. You mean your prom date? She snickered and returned her focus to Amy. Wow, are you so desperate that you have to order off your best friend's X list? So I know of at least three women that might be listening to this. So, you know, if any one of them want to slap me for assuming that this is what women who dislike each other talk like, it's completely fair. For as immature and stupid as it was, Stacy just knew the right buttons to press to destroy Amy psychologically. It didn't matter that they were almost 30 or that the only person in the room besides her rival was her best friend in the world. Amy's face was bright red. She wished she didn't have to exist in the moment. She just wanted to skip it. Hey, for you and for me, Margo was cut off by Amy pulling her wrist. Margo, let's just go. Margo spoke through gritted teeth fine <laughs> amy held on to Margot's hand the higher woman following without resistance and then they reached the wall ta-ta see you around taunted stacy she did it only to remind amy that she was watching her leave amy waited several humiliating seconds to snap her hands so they could leave as soon as the tips of her fingers clicked together, the two girls sped and walked out of there straight to the exit, passing through solid matter along the way. Amy removed the phasing spell as they approached the door home. She exited through what is usually her living room closet. Amy took out her feelings on a knocker that was held to the door by a suction cup by ruthlessly tearing it off and throwing it hard into the basket where they kept it, along with the dog supplies. Even their excitable little shih tzu. Te- Larry, scampering up wasn't enough to change their attitude. It wasn't until Amy fell back into the couch with a groan that Margot felt comfortable enough to speak. Look, Amy. Amy silenced Margot by raising a hand in her direction. Margot, it's not your fault. Stacy can't grow up. She just makes me so. Amy shook her hands, frustrated that there wasn't a single word in the English language to describe how Stacy made her feel. You know, I know," said Margot, nodding to validate her friend. It was nice of you to try to help, but couldn't you have picked a better name than your ex? At that moment, Margo realized she still had to tell Amy about her date. She was trying to think of what to say when Amy began talking again. Plus, Amy's mood turned with a giggle. I know Stacy wouldn't know, but after what you told me about Cyrus, he doesn't exactly sound like a bragging point. (laughs) Well, at least now Margo had an opening to bring up in the conversation. Though, not a great one. Margot chose her next words carefully. So you'd never go out with a guy with a little dick? Margot grinned, making a pinching gesture to represent a small penis. Which is a a very common thing on on, uh, certain Reddit forums. I mean, it's not a deal breaker, especially if he's willing to do other things like you said. It's just... Amy seemed at a loss for words before she started laughing uncontrollably again. There's a reason I'm only hearing this for the first time today. But you would date a guy like him. Yeah, yeah. Amy shrugged. I guess it's not that big a deal. So women say. <laughs> so, so, so men are supposed to believe. <laughs> Great, said Margot with an uncharacteristic shake in her voice. It was time to rip off the band-aid. So there are times when the narrator kind of lightly goes back into the other perspectives, um, but she kind of mostly sticks to one person at a time. I mean, yes, it's not very well written, but in my defense, it's an erotic novel because i set you up on a date with him tonight amy stared at Margot, smiling waiting for another attempt at humor that would never come the silence hung until it became apparent that there was no joke jesus Margot! of all the stupid things you've done since we were kids this is the first time i think you've ever crossed the line besides i thought you were already going out with him tonight I told him i had something else to do tonight and that you would take my place instead so i'm a substitute that really makes me feel special i just told him it was a casual date margo continued talking though she got up and started walking to the fridge it's not like i'm trying to hook you two up remember all you have to do is test the waters and see if you can get him to wear the cage marga opened the fridge and reached for the lone bottle of beer that stood dead center on the shelf which if you're wondering, it's weird that a fridge would have a bottle of beer, just one dead center in the the middle, like that's the only thing in the fridge. You should think that's weird. Besides, Margot shot a sly look. Despite Amy's offense, this was going perfectly. Who else are you going to ask? Were you planning on posting a Craigslist ad? Amy had gone from being unable to take her eyes off Margot out of spite to now being unable to look at her her from sheer embarrassment. Margot continued her assault. Or maybe you could go to our old high school. They bring in a fresh crop of virgins every year. Or maybe even... Stop! I get it. These words were a relief to Margo, who didn't actually have anything planned after the word even. Plus, Amy stopped Margot with a glare, but she retorted, just hear me out. I promise this one's important. Amy crossed her arms, but remained silent. You're going to have to have some kind of relationship with whoever has to wear that thing. And even if you could get around that, which, let's face it, you're too nice not to, you'd still have to make that person a confidant. It's not going to be enough to find a virgin. You're also going to need to trust them with the secret. I think I might have... uh... And it looks like it's back to Amy's perspective again. Much as Amy was loath to admit it, Margo was right. Well, except for one thing, at least. She had that much to grab onto. I consider Cyrus a friend, but I don't know if I trust him that much. You trust me, don't you? That tends to depend on the situation, especially right now. Amy put acid in that last word. But generally speaking, yes, Cy is a rule follower. As long as you tell him what will happen if you say anything, you should be good. Dude gets nervous just from jaywalking. Also, don't you want to have more friends know besides just me? Your mom had four. I'll think about it. Amy wasn't going to say it out loud, but Margo made a good case for why she should at least try. Worst case, and most likely, she freaks out, bails, trades the damn thing for a year's worth of magical goods, and pretends like she never even tried in the first place. It had also never occurred to her that she never made another confidant aside from Margot, and that that was due entirely to their parents being friends, rather than Amy choosing her. Still, she wasn't certain about Cyrus, which reminded her, So why does this have to be a date? No offense, but it still feels shitty being your sub. If only that were the case. Little, BDS humor, little BDSM humor right there. Amy rolled her eyes. You know what I mean. He didn't jump at the chance when I told him. Margot took a deep swig of beer to numb the memories of her earlier back and forth. By the way, I don't actually drink beer, so some of these descriptions are actually just kind of, you know, based on other details that I've read and heard from other sources on what it's like to drink alcohol. It took some convincing. I feel so special right now. At this point, Amy could practically feel herself drooling sarcasm. Okay, that was shitty wording on my part. Margot took another swig and belched. I think he still has baggage from his crush on you in high school. Amy burst out in laughter. What the hell are you talking about? You're the one he had a crush on. He was your prom date, remember? He had a thing for you since day one. He probably never would have started talking to me if we weren't so close. Okay, but then why did he ask you to the prom? I asked him, remember? I thought he was cute, but I was mostly worried your mom would guilt me into taking your weird cousin Ernie. Wait, so I could have gone to the prom with someone other than Ernie, and you took him from me? First of all, you didn't seem to have any interest in inside. Or even lift your head up from a book long enough to notice he liked you. Everyone we hung out with knew. It was so obvious. Seriously. Amy didn't want to believe it, but she knew when Margo was lying. And this wasn't lying. You ever learn like an embarrassing truth like that and you just kind of have to like endure all the embarrassment that you never endured back then? It just suddenly all that ignorance comes rushing back to you. Yeah, well, they got married, so you know. The conversation came to a halt for a second before Margot broke the silence. So, you're going on the date? Margot pinched the bridge of her nose. If this goes terribly wrong in any way from this point forward, I'm never going to stop bitching about it. So, that is a demented look into uh, what uh, guys think women talk like. If you want to hear more Terrible Female dialogue written by a man, you could always watch Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. So, you know, thanks for listening and I'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to me read another chapter and try to justify the unjustifiable. You can rate and review the show on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon podcast stitcher and just about any other major podcast distributor the track heard at the top of the show was adventures by himitsu and right now you're listening to somebody new by ryyzn if you want to read the story for yourself check out a link below for the free pdf files and if for some reason you also want to view my Kinky Caption content, you can follow me on Twitter, at Kinky Crafter. Reddit, u slash Kinky Caption Crafter. I've got the blog spot where I post everything. KinkyCraftionCrafter.blogspot.com If for some reason you are also on BDS Tumblr, the Tumblr of porn, you can follow me on there as well, at KinkyCaptionCrafter.bdshumblr.com and if for some reason you think that I deserve money for doing what I do, you can go to patreon.com forward slash and donate. Although I wouldn't recommend that.